you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. We got bass, we got horns, we got the Stardom Sidham Show. Welcome everybody, my name is Marcus Grant. This is Michael F. Florio. It is week nine. We're going to talk about some starts and sits, which, uh, what, what, there's four teams on a bye this week. I imagine it's a little bit easier, or is it harder when there are teams off? It's a little bit easier to find starts, because I can go a little bit deeper, and if they don't come through, I could be like, listen, all these guys are on bye. The sits are where it gets a little hard, because I'm like, even the players, the big names that I'm like, maybe I would normally say to sit. I can't tell you to sit them with everyone on by. Yeah, it's a little bit harder, especially with so many injuries, too. It's really hard to figure that out. Of course, we talk about the Stardom Sit'em column, which you can find at NFL.com slash start sit. And on the show today, we're going to talk about the top starts and sits of week nine. We're going to tell you who will pile up the points. Plus, we're going to let you know who to target in some trades as we get down to the stretch run of the fantasy regular season. But I know a lot of you out there a lot of times get frustrated. I know his Twitter mentions get a little bit hot sometimes if things don't work out. I'm here to let you know this man is on point more often than not. For proof, look no further than last week when he talked about Joe Burrow against the 49ers. Look, the matchup on paper against the 49ers seems like one you don't want to mess with, but uh, you've got some confidence in Joey B this week. Yeah, I'm going to give Joe Burrow another... I did that terribly. I'm going to give him another shot this week. Burrow in the gun, back at the seven. We're looking, rolling right, throwing into the end zone, caught! Big time drive! Fires one for the end zone for the touchdown! Takes a pass to the right, throws toward the end zone, chase with an over-the-shoulder catch! Touchdown! Bengals! Oh, baby! Apparently, I wore the same shirt last week. I promise you I cleaned it between then and now. Same. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's take a look at your quarterback starts and sit list for week nine. How about you take us through it? Joe Burrow again, and you all are Marcus. Everyone is far too kind for, for that at this top, uh, top of the show. Dak Prescott, uh, very much so back in our fantasy lives. CJ Stroud didn't give you as big of a game last week, but I'm sticking with him. And then Sam Howell has just become someone you want to start right now in fantasy. And I said the sits are a little bit harder with all the buys. Geno Smith is still a sit. Matthew Stafford, if he plays, I would get away from him. And then Jordan Love, Baker Mayfield, maybe you were considering streaming them. I would go in another direction this week. Uh, Stafford right now, last report, uh, is a true game time decision as they're trying to figure out what to do with that thumb. So that's one you're going to have to keep a close eye on uh, up until Sunday. Let's talk about Dak Prescott, though, because he's starting to get hot. Had a big game against the Chargers before the bye, had a big game against the Rams after the bye. And for as good as the Eagles have been, they have some holes defensively. Yeah, and that is why I think you can just start Dak Prescott this week. And I will take the L for last week. I had him as a sit because I wanted to see big pass game numbers out of him. And he came through with that over 300 yards, four touchdowns. It was by far the most yards he has in a game. And he had more touchdown passes than that. It equaled the four games previous to that. But now we're seeing him throw the ball better. We're seeing him run the ball more. And like Marcus said, the Eagles are great against the run. 
but they struggle against the pass. They've allowed the sixth most passing yards, third most passing touchdowns, fourth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. And we know that Jalen Hurts and them are going to put up some points on the other side. So I expect Dak to have to throw a whole lot more than usual. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really entertaining game, a really high scoring game between both these ball clubs. And Dak in the last three meetings against the Eagles, uh, really big numbers, nearly 300 passing yards, 11 total touchdowns, just one interception. You mentioned C.J. Stroud didn't have the big game we had hoped for last week against the Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Bucks' defense is eh, so-so, but we're still rolling with C.J. this week. Yeah, I'm rolling with him. The Bucks, like their defense isn't great, but they're better against the run than the pass. And the Texans' run game has been brutal this year. So I think C.J. Stroud will have to throw the ball. Uh, the Bucks on the year are in the top 10 in fantasy points per game and yards allowed to quarterbacks. But in the last month, that becomes top Five, they've really struggled against that. Plus, they run a lot of zone coverage, the eighth most in the league. C.J. Stroud has been going off against zone coverage so far this season. So I think Stroud is someone, especially with the injuries and the buys, Marcus, I think he's like comfortably a top 10 fantasy quarterback this week. Yeah, it's just so many quarterbacks that are hurt or off this week that it's going to be hard to not have to go a little bit deeper on your roster to find somebody to start. In the meantime, feels like a good opportunity to mention, if you haven't heard before, There's a game in Germany this week. The Dolphins and the Chiefs live from Frankfurt. You can catch that game only here on NFL Network or stream it on NFL Plus. Things get going from over in Deutschland, 9.30 a.m. Eastern, 6.30 a.m. Pacific. And that gets us to our look at the wide receiver starts and sits for week nine. I do see a Chief hang around there at the bottom of the start side. Who else you got? Yeah, Rasheed Rice 100% should be in your starting lineup this week. So should Amari Cooper in a good matchup against the Cardinals. Josh Downs has been eating each week with Gardner Minshew. Uh, Garrett Wilson in a good matchup. And I'm giving Zay Flowers another chance this week in what I think will be a bounce back game for the rookie. Some sits, Christian Watson, just because Jordan Love right now. Josh Palmer is banged up and has the hardest possible matchup for a wide receiver. KJ Osborne, I need to see him do it without Kirk Cousins first, especially in a tough matchup. And then Michael Wilson, he has one catch all year against man coverage. The Browns are in the top four in how often they use man coverage. I, I would get away. And on top of that, he very well could have Clayton Toon as his starting mm. quarterback. Jonathan Gannon is playing coy with this whole, like, I don't know who's going to start. You're not putting Kyler Murray in there to get taken down by Miles Garrett in his first game back. You're not. You're just going to throw Clayton Toon to the Wolves. And you're going to try it again next week. Um, <laughs> let's talk about Garrett Wilson, though, because we had high hopes for him coming into the season. That lasted for all of four plays until Aaron Rodgers got hurt. The last two weeks, though, things have been a lot better for Wilson, and it's a good matchup. Yeah, over 17 fantasy points in each of his last two. He's reached 15 or more in three of his last four. And what I particularly love, he has been the Jets' first read option 46% of the time this year. That is the highest rate in the NFL. And again, the ceiling isn't what we had hoped it would be with Aaron Rodgers, but even in his down games, he's sitting between nine and 10 fantasy points. Safe floor, still somewhat of a high ceiling. And now he gets the Chargers who've allowed the third most fantasy points per game to receivers. They allow a bunch of yards and touchdowns. And if any offense could put up points against the Jets, I think the Ch- uh, the Chargers are one of them, which means that they could have to throw the ball more for, for the Jets. I do think they're they're going to have to throw the football, and Zach Wilson and Garrett Wilson seem to have some sort of vibe right now. So I think you ride that as long as possible. Uh, Christian Watson and the Packers, they get the Rams. And L.A. secondary really has been sort of generous, but Jordan Love just has been just 
be honest, he's been awful lately. I was going to say, what's the opposite of generous? Because <laughs> that's what he's been. Uh, 50% of Christian Watson's targets this year have been deemed uncatchable. There's nothing he could do if he can't catch the ball. Like he could get open. If your quarterback can't put the ball in his vicinity, what is he supposed to do? And then they've really particularly have struggled against zone coverage, half of a 50% catch rate against it. Jordan Love has a 42.1 passer rating when targeting Christian Watson against zone and has thrown three interceptions and the Rams run zone coverage 76% of the time for uh, that's about 5% more than league average. So just a lot going wrong right now for Christian Watson and the Packers passing attack. I know the upside is always so high, but until we see it, I think you could get away. It's feeling very shades of last year's Atlanta Falcons when Marcus Mariota couldn't hit his receivers either. Yeah. And uh, we see how that sort of worked out. So Christian Watson, maybe get away if you can this week. Coming up, running backs and tight ends. Plus, we take a trip to Club Dub. Stick around for more of the Stardom Sidem Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Start, sit, running backs for week nine. Florio, go. You're starting both of your Colts running backs this week because Panthers. Uh, I think Josh Jacobs is in store for a bounce back performance, as are all the Raiders. Joe Mixon is back as Joe Burrow is back as well. And then Daryl Henderson Jr. has been really strong uh, since he's taken over. You're sitting Miles Sanders. You're sitting Damian Pierce. And you are definitely sitting... Alexander Madison, I, the fourth running back there was Najee Harris. I'll take the L there. You know who was on that? Laquan Jones was all over that. Yeah, you know, Najee, uh, look, I, I don't know what to do about Najee, but it was a nice night last night. He got in the end zone. What more can you ask for from, from Najee Harris? Let's start, though, with the two Colts running backs because, you know, we were worried, like, how would Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss survive together? Uh, not only are they both surviving, they are both thriving in that backfield. Yeah, last week, Jonathan Taylor played over 60% of the snaps, went for almost 100 yards. He was still outscored in fantasy points by Zach Moss, who got the touchdown. Moss has outscored Taylor in three of the four games that they have played together, but we are starting to see Taylor take over slowly but surely a little bit more. But again, this is largely about the matchup as well. Those two are great, but they get the Panthers this week, who've allowed the second most fantasy points per game to the position. That includes the third most yards and the most rushing touchdowns. So both of these two could feast this week. I mean, Zach Moss still getting it done. The fact that he's losing snaps to Jonathan Taylor, but still being viable. And then you got uh, you know, Scott uh, Shane Steichen basically saying, look, the reason we don't give Jonathan Taylor 25 carries a game is because Zach Moss has been too good. So they just can't really get away from him at this point. Uh, Daryl Henderson stepped in since Kyron Williams has went down. I mean, this is a guy who, what, three weeks ago was watching football like you and me, just sitting yeah. on the couch watching <laughs> it. Now he's the lead running back there and he's going against a Packer. Look, don't let Jordan Love's struggles distract you from the fact that the Packer defense has also been bad this year. <laughs> 
Exactly that. And they have especially been bad against running backs. So far this year, they are allowing a hundred rushing yards per game to the position. They've given up six rushing touchdowns in seven games. They're also of giving up a bunch of production through the air. And they've allowed the six most fantasy points to running backs. And Daryl Henderson uh, probably doesn't get enough credit. Played half the snaps last week, gave you 12 carries, two targets. Yes, it's frustrating to see him get them down to the one yard line. And then Freeman came in and got that touchdown last week. But Henderson is the one that leads them on the ground. He's the one that gets used in the passing game. I, I think he is a very strong start this week, especially given the buys and injuries. You know, and with all the the tumultuous relationship that Sean McVay had with Cam Akers for a couple of years, uh, he really just keeps coming back to Daryl Henderson, and Henderson just treats him well. Like maybe, maybe you guys should just go on and make this like a thing long term because it seems to be working out for both sides there. All right, let's look over to the tight ends and take a look at who Florio thinks should be starts and sits for the week. Who you got? Dalton Kincaid is a must-start tight end this week. I really like Trey McBride as well. Taysom Hill is a quarterback, running back, and tight end all in one, so you start him. And then Fergie there going up against the Eagles. We talked about how they give up a lot of pass game production. My sits, Cole Komet. This one's a little spicy. Uh, not a must-sit, but if you get away, if you have an option. Tyler Higby, uh, there's just not enough production since Cooper Cup has been back. Luke Musgrave, and then Jawan Johnson is giving up half. Half of his tight end routes to Taysom Hill, and he doesn't run or throw passes, so you get away from him. Taysom Hill is not only stealing Jawan Johnson's opportunities, he's taking Jamal Williams' goal line opportunities. I mean, just, he's Krampus, man. Just taking stuff out of people's <laughs> Christmas stockings is all he's doing right now. Uh, let's talk about Trey McBride, though, because we have been hyping him up. The fantasy community at large has been hyping up Trey McBride, and he has produced, uh, and the Browns, for as good as they are defensively, they seem to have a blind spot against tight ends. Yeah, and in his first game with Zach Ertz inactive, all Trey McBride did was go out and have more catches than any Cardinals tight end in franchise history. Took one game for that. Uh, Trey McBride last week, eight. 25.5 fantasy points was the tight end one. 14 targets, 10 catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. No Zach Ertz again this week. And on the year, like, Zach Ertz was heavily targeted. Trey McBride has been heavily targeted. 32% target share for the Cardinals tight ends. That is the second highest in the league. I don't care who they are facing. When your tight end is getting that much volume, you need to start them. Yeah, I just don't know how you get away from Trey McBride at this point. Although, I'll say the quarterback situation does make me a tad nervous uh at least for this week and then another guy we've been hyping up for a while Dalton Kincaid I mean we've been on this train since the summer finally that train has arrived so I mean I don't really know what else to say I'll, I'll let you talk about it <laughs> yeah both of us you've been on him since he played USG I've loved him since the draft season and, and it took a little bit of time to come to fruition but it is happening he is real he is spectacular over 17 fantasy points last week over 15 and two straight heavily featured in the red zone for the Bills could quickly become the number two target for Josh Allen behind Stephon Diggs, and especially this week, because the Bengals have allowed the second most fantasy points per game to tight ends, the six most yards. I keep saying it. This is going to be a lot like Sam Laporta early in the year, where I'm going to tell you every week to start him until it becomes too obvious and you just you do it automatically. Yeah, hopefully we are getting close to that. Of course, we'll see what <laughs> happens when Dawson Knox comes back. But until then, it is the Dalton Kincaid show in Buffalo. Time now for Club Dome. We got the guys. We guarantee we'll score 25 or more fantasy points. Who do you got? Look, Devontae Adams. 
He is going to go off this week, in my opinion. Uh, last week, he could have had a near 70-yard and then a legit 98-yard touchdown if Jimmy G could hit him in stride or put the ball anywhere close to him. AOC, in his one start this year, threw 13 times to Devontae Adams. And you're seeing videos of Devontae playing basketball like on a mini hoop in, their, in the Raiders clubhouse right now. They just look like they're rejuvenated. Like they've been freed of something that's been holding them back. And I'm expecting a huge Devonte Adams day now this week. Well, this is going to be the ultimate squeaky wheel game. And Devonte Adams is going to get a ton of targets this week. Uh, for me, it's going to be Travis Kelsey. And I can sit here and tell you that the Miami Dolphins have given up the fourth most receiving yards to tight ends. And I can tell you that the Dolphins have given up the sixth most receive or the, even the fourth most receptions, the sixth most receiving yards to tight ends. I can tell you all of that. Are they given like the sixth or seventh most fantasy points per game to tight ends? Or I can just sit here and say, Travis Kelsey, man, like he's just <laughs> he's just Travis Kelsey. He's going to get targets. He's going to make plays as much as we like Rasheed Rice and what he's brought. He's the number one wide receiver. Like we have to make that distinction. He's not the number one pass catcher in Kansas City. It is Travis Kelsey. And in a game that could end up being very back and forth there in Germany with a lot of points scored, you know that Patrick Mahomes is going to go to number 87 a whole lot. So I could give you all sorts of analytical reasons about why and how the Dolphins can be beat through this way or that way. Or I could just say, man, he's Travis Kelsey and what he does is score lots of fantasy points. And I'm going to stick with that. So there you go. That uh, is the pile. There. Taylor, Taylor Swift is in Germany, I think, a week later. So Travis Kelsey is just warming up stuff for her right oh, now. Oh, really? She's not going to come hang out. I mean, she's got a lot of stuff to do. Probably. I'm sure she's busy. She's just got a movie a to promote bit. and stuff, too, or something. That's what I've been told. Uh, anyway, still to come, we are going to propose some trades that you could be exploring in your league. Everybody needs to help with their roster. So we're going to try to help you out with that. Stick around for more of the Stardom Sit'em Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Let's talk some trade targets because this is about the time of year you should be looking to upgrade your roster and joining us as is the custom here on this show. Laquan Jones sporting a fiery outcast t-shirt. Yes, sir. And you, yo mama. Okay, we're gonna, I, don't want, I don't want us to get uh, you know hit with a, you know, uh, an ASCAP violation or anything like that. Uh, let's talk some trade targets though. Florio, who is a guy that folks should be trading away or trading for? I think he should be trying to trade for Jonathan Taylor right now. We have yet to see him have a game where he gets all of the work or anything like that. Zach Moss continues to be a thing there. Uh, but the schedule for the Colts is pretty favorable moving forward. They get the Panthers this week. Then a couple weeks down the road, they get the Steelers who struggle against the run. And then in championship week, they get the Raiders, who that could be a league winner performance right there for Jonathan Taylor. And if you want to wondering who to give up, I think someone like DJ Moore is a fair trade to give away. Like, 
that's someone who's a, a very solid wide receiver too with more upside than that and can get you a big name like a Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, no, I completely agree with that one. Uh, more running back trade targets though, Laquan. Uh, Josh Jacobs has been kind of on the struggle bus this year, but you still think you should go get him. Yeah, I mean, right now I'm looking for steady volume. I mean, I need some consistency in my life right now and he's like one of three running backs right now that have over 160 touches and he had 16 fantasy points last week against a tough run defense with the Lions. So I think he'll be a great trade target right now if you're looking for somebody that has the volume there's no question about his duty in the red zone etc etc I mean right now I'm thinking about trading away like an Aaron Jones or a Calvin Ridley because these guys have just been up and down all season so if I'm looking for stability at the volume standpoint I think Josh Jacobs would be the perfect person being that they just blew up the entire staff so he might be motivated to put some fantasy points on the board the Raider locker room right now is like my sixth grade class when our teacher had a mild health scare and missed the second half of the season <laughs> we just had a permanent <laughs> sub and uh, by the end of the year we had two competing comic book stores on opposite ends of the classroom it was That's wild uh, <laughs> for me I think a guy you should be trying to get is T Higgins and I picked this one because Michael F. Florio has been saying it for so many weeks <laughs> that he just got sick of it so somebody else had to pick up the torch and run with it uh, the Bengals offense is getting better and T Higgins is improving in, as part of it look part of the reason Higgins struggled earlier in the season is also because he had a broken rib I don't know about you but it feels like it's hard to play football with a broken rib he's healthy Joe Burrow is healthy the offense is getting better T Higgins is about to have a blow up game try to get in now and maybe a guy you want to move is a guy like Gus Edwards who is playing really well but Gus Edwards also might be about at his ceiling this feels like a sell high opportunity for a guy who's getting a lot of work but maybe not going to be as productive as he has been the last few weeks uh, let's go around the horn one more again. Uh, look, Isaiah Pacheco, he runs angry, and maybe that's what you need on your roster. Look, you want Isaiah Pacheco on your team unless you're a blade of grass. Then stay far, far <laughs> away from him. But to me, this is a lot about the schedule. He still gets the Raiders two more times this year. He gets the Packers and the Bills who struggle against the run. And then in the championship week, what could be a very high-scoring game against the Bengals. And he has been very, very good. A... a borderline RB1 I would say so far this season yet fantasy football is a game of perspective and I don't think that perspective has caught up yet I think people still view Pacheco as like a solid RB2 that doesn't catch a bunch of passes even though he's getting more usage there so I, I think someone like maybe Zach Moss and Tyler Lockett a trade like that you could swing that and get Isaiah Pacheco for the second half. Yeah, no, Isaiah Pacheco, Roy Kent, run like they're angry at the grass. That's pretty much how it works out. But uh, he's playing really well this year, and it's time to recognize that. Uh, we have been saying for weeks to some people, go get Josh Downs. Hopefully he's picked up off the waiver wire. Uh, if he is, you should try to trade for him, huh? Absolutely. I mean, if you're looking for a productive wide receiver, too, for the Colts right now, I mean, he's playing great football next to Michael Pittman. If you look at the last four games, Josh Downs and Michael Pittman numbers are very similar. I mean, they're both averaging 16 fantasy points per game. They both have a pair of touchdowns. But the difference is, is that Josh Downs has more receiving yards than Pittman. I mean, if you look at Downs, he's one of three rookies right now that have a 20 percent or higher target share. So if you're looking for a productive player, I think you can get Josh Downs straight up for a trade for George Pickens. I mean, you get rid of George Pickens because obviously you got Deontay Johnson back there demanding a healthy 31% target share. I think you're going to be looking at George Pickens as a more touchdown dependent wide receiver. So why not go and get a Josh Downs as a productive wide receiver too? For and we're seeing that George Pickens struggles to drag his toe when he has touchdown <laughs> opportunities. So uh, yeah. <laughs> that touchdown dependency gets a little bit sketchier now when you start to look at that. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this anywhere, but Rasheed Rice is the number one wide receiver in Kansas City. We've only said it a million times over the last few weeks. Go get Rasheed Rice if you can. This isn't like the Tyreek Hill days where you know that Patrick Mahomes is going to hit him with a ton of targets and he's going to go out there and give you 25 points a week. It's not like that. But if you're looking for a secondary wide receiver, if you need to bolster that position on your roster, Rice is going to get opportunities. He's still attached to a Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid offense. It is what we want. And if you're looking to see who you can get rid of, a guy like Kareem Hunt is a nice option to move at this point because Hunt is getting a lot of the goal line opportunities in Cleveland. The touchdown upside is there, but he's still going to split uh, touches, whether it's Jerome Ford, whether it's Pierre Strong. Kareem Hunt's never going to have that full backfield in Cleveland, but you aren't giving away just somebody who's a bum because he's going to score fantasy points because he's going to find his way into the end zone. So that feels like a pretty even one-to-one swap. I'm not even... I have this pending trade in my home league. I'm begging the Rasheed Rice manager to, he he needs a running back. And I'm like, come on, let's do us yeah. both a favor. This He's like, that trade is so fair. I don't know if I want to do it though. It's so fair. I don't know. What can we, social, can we clip this off and give it to Florio so we can send it to his league mates so we can, you know, expedite this trade. It's so fair. I don't know if I want to do yeah. it. Wow. That's a first for me. That's rough, <laughs> man. That, uh, you know, it feels like, you know, inside, like, because when we do this job and we offer trades to people who aren't in the industry, the, the response is, what do you know? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> my home league, they will not trade with me ever because they're like, no, you know something. You, what know, you know something. Like, what do you know? Why, why do you, why do you Dude, want to so badly? I'm just playing like you, man. Like, leave me alone. No, just the, exactly. The script writers, they let us in a couple oh, of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, we, we sat right. in on some table reads early in the season. It's, <laughs> man, just wait till week 16, man. It gets crazy. <laughs> I have no idea. I've just made this whole thing up. Uh, we've also made up most of this show, but we hope that you enjoyed it. We do have some facts in there, too. Trust us. It's going to work out. It's going to be good. Uh, that's going to do it for this edition of the Stardom Sidham Show for the Quan Jones. For Michael F. Floyer, I am Marcus Grant. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. Set your clocks back on Saturday night so you can get up early and watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins from Germany on NFL Plus. In the meantime, we'll talk to you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.